The process of landing investment banking job offers can often feel like a black box, which leads to confusion and anxiety for most of the candidates going through it. Hey, my name is Sam Shaw, and I'm the founder of Wall Street Mastermind. I've personally coached numerous students on how to successfully break into top-tier investment banks, including Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley, JP Morgan, Centerview, Evercore, and PJT Partners, just to name a few. On this podcast, I'm going to help you demystify the investment banking recruiting process by sharing what the clients of Wall Street Mastermind have done to get results like these. Enjoy this episode. Sam Shaw here, founder of Wall Street Mastermind. Back today with another client interview for you guys. I'm really excited to have Luisa on with us today. Uh, she just finished going through actually the full-time recruiting process. Uh, you're starting summer 2022 full-time and uh, was uh, able to get to a very successful outcome. And so I'm excited to get her on here to share with you guys her process, especially, you know, full-time recruiting is kind of a different beast compared to summer internship recruiting for a lot of people. So like for those of you who are maybe um, juniors, maybe you have an offer either at a bank somewhere, or maybe you don't have an offer in banking and you're doing something else, but you know, you want to recruit again for full time. Hopefully this interview will, you know, give you guys some insights. So uh, Luisa, thank you for taking the time to talk to us today. Um, if you don't mind, maybe just like kicking, kicking things off by introducing yourself a little bit. So people, kind of just know a little bit about your background. Yeah, for sure. Hi, everyone. I'm Louisa. I'm originally from Beijing and went to boarding school in Connecticut prior to uh, going to college. And I am currently studying math and economics at Dartmouth. So for internships prior to um, doing the full-time recruiting with Wall Street Mastermind, I did a private credit internship my sophomore summer. Um, and a investment banking internship my junior summer with Nomura's Financial Sponsors Group. Got it. Okay, cool. So you're um, different from a lot of our students in that you came to us after you already had the Nomura internship, but before you started, right? So it was like junior year for you, I think. Yeah, it was your junior year. It was yeah. uh, like beginning of your junior year, basically, right? So Take us back to, I guess, obviously you went through junior summer internship recruiting on your own. What was that experience like? And obviously you did get an offer, but it sounds like you kind of already knew going in that you wanted to recruit again. So walk us through that. Like what was the, why did you, how did you already know you wanted to recruit again? And, or why did you want to recruit again? And then like, was there something about your junior summer internship recruiting process that you feel like could have gone better? And if so, like, what was that? Yeah, of course. Um, I think junior summer, I was just not prepared in general. Um, I think the biggest probably example is just missing all the boutique deadlines because I, I didn't know it was happening really early in the spring. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think I definitely felt really secure having a sophomore summer internship because a lot of my peers were taking classes over sophomore summer at Dartmouth and um, having that I wasn't feeling super urgent about junior summer recruiting and which was definitely not the smart choice and I basically started prepping um, like April, May, like month after a lot of my successful peers and um, so I just felt like the whole process was very 
like in a rush um, when I was prepping and there was just interviews everywhere and I was not prepared for a lot of them. And um, at the same time, a few of my friends at Dartmouth were using Wall Street Mastermind and they spoke really highly of um, just the very structured process and just resourceful um, coaches that you guys are working with. And, um, and so I just thought it would be a really great opportunity for me to at least like experience what like the right type of recruiting process should be if I really want to do it full time. Got it. Got it. Okay. So you kind of like let your guard down a little bit. Like yeah. in a way, having a sophomore summer internship was a great thing, but then it kind of backfired because you let your guard down a little bit. And then yeah. by the time you realized things were happening, you're saying it was a month after some of your peers had already gotten their offers or like- Yeah, was, yeah, or, or like month after they started prepping because a lot of them actually started in the winter and I just didn't know people should start in the winter. Right, right. and. People probably aren't telling other people like, hey, you, no. should, you should hurry up and study so you can compete with me, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So you start in April and May of sophomore year, which, yeah, I mean, if I recall last year, a lot of the applications opened in like mid-January, right? And then mm-hmm. by April, May, I think like the earliest offer we remember like probably went out in like March. So that, yeah. that makes sense. And then so like you realize once you what, started seeing people post about their offers on LinkedIn or something, <laughs> Um, no, I actually went through like an early program with Jeffries and it was, the program was, I think end of February, early March, it was in person right before everything hit, like all of a sudden. And, um, so right after the program, Jeffries basically emailed us and was like, oh, like you have the opportunity to interview. And I was like, oh no. Like I'm, I am not prepared for an interview. I thought it was just like an information, like get to know my firm type of thing. And I didn't know yeah. the process actually is starting. And so after that, I like started prepping for the recruiting cycle. Got it. But then you went to that interview and obviously I guess you didn't do well. Yeah, no. Got it. So that was April, May-ish. And you joined us in like October. So some mm-hmm. at some point between April and May and October, obviously you got the Nomura offer, right? Yeah. So I bet I, I'm get I'm trying to like guess right now, like, but a lot of our listeners are probably thinking like, well, you got an offer, so like, you 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 were able to get in on your own. Why even invest in something like Wall Street Mastermind? Like, why not just go through the full time recruiting process again yourself? And maybe this time you just have more time to study, so you're not caught off guard again, right? Like. Did you ever consider going on going about it on your own, or it's just like because you have so many friends that had already worked with us, it was kind of like a no brainer? Or what was the thought process there? Um, I think it was like I think our like our first conversation definitely helped a lot in like in terms of like me making up my mind um, because. Yeah. I remember you asked me like one of those, like one line item flow through the three statement questions. And I was just very confused what was going on. And like, I know Dartmouth usually gets away with a lot of hard technicals, but I think just being able to have like a, a lot of experienced coaches and just really having like a really structured process and, and not, not just behave, not just technical, but also just behaviorals, um, 
like really like what to say like I might have good stories but like after working with you I know like I did definitely did not have the best way to deliver them um so like I think it's just really great to have really experienced people to guide me and and like instead of just trying to figure it out by myself because I honestly I just have one year so it's it's not worth it to to like try to do another trial and error and like risk um like not having a good outcome yeah and I guess the other thing that's a great point I guess the other thing too is like for full-time recruiting there's a lot fewer positions available yeah because the vast majority of the offers are being given to you know summer interns who get return offers Mm -hmm. and so I mean, you know, Nomura, Middle Market Bank, so, like, obviously, you were aiming for, like, more bold back-end uh, elite boutique level, uh, mm-hmm. which is what, otherwise, there's no point in doing a program like this, right? Yeah. Um, and so, I guess that's the other thing, too, It's just, I guess, full-time is more competitive because there are fewer jobs. Um, and also, I think the competition is tougher because typically, you're going up against other students who also have already done a banking internship, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think like a lot of times people don't realize that like full-time recruiting is actually harder. <laughs> um, but it's just like basic math, right? Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. So then like you came into the program, um, it sounds like you knew you just had, you have one shot and you want to like make your best shot. And so I totally get that. Um, what, what did you do once you came into the program? Because obviously like you came in October, probably didn't really mm-hmm. have to recruit until what like August right yeah you had like a good 10 months in between Mm -hmm. um so like what were some of the things that you worked on inside of the program that you felt like was like actually really made a difference for you meaning like if I had just done this on my own I would not have been able to do whatever fill in the blank like was there anything like that yeah I think definitely the modules especially the technical ones um I feel like because I I don't come from a finance undergrad background like a lot of these are very foreign concepts for me and like for when I do it on my own like there is no um like office hours or just coaches be like being there to answer my questions and really explaining the concepts to me and so a lot of times I think last year I just look at like the five the 400 questions and just remember all the answers without really knowing so like when you ask me like what does ten dollars of depreciation do I can like I can tell you in like five seconds but if you mix things up and like add like a little of like inventory or like accrued expenses like I that's not like that's not my forte anymore and so I think like the the technical modules really just like explain things to you and and really like condense like maybe like a semester of accounting class into like a few videos and that was that was super super helpful yeah um I think like having been through it and now that you're on the other side uh that makes a lot of sense I think for a lot of people that haven't been through the program and they're hearing you say this right now in their mind they're probably thinking like okay so you have someone teach you the concepts but it's the same concepts that you read about in like the breaking wall street guides or whatever guide you choose to use right so like what's the difference just like 
reading it versus having someone teach it to you like what would you how would you explain that i guess because like i think people that's the question i was getting like well what's the difference why can't i just do this on my own right like obviously there is a difference or like our program wouldn't even exist but like do you have like a do you have like a way of explaining that to people that just you know they just haven't experienced it yet i guess yeah i guess like the way I saw it was kind of the same way, same thing as like paying for college. It's like these textbooks, these books are are available to you. You can just buy them, but it's yeah. a different story that you read like a textbook on algebra versus like um, you actually go into the classroom and, and a really experienced professor teaches it to you. I think that's a great analogy actually, because you're right. Like people now, I don't know how much that must cost, but I'm guessing it's anywhere from like 70 to $80,000 a year. Or yeah. So it's like people will pay 70, $80,000 a year to go to college. And sure, you're getting a diploma, I get it. But like, you could buy a textbook for a couple hundred dollars or less if it's used and learn the exact same things, but people don't do that. Um, well, we, like, and a lot of people might maybe have tried to do that. Like if people like skip class, yeah. don't go to lecture and whatever, but like, you know, usually like if you go to lecture and you go to your small sections and you ask, you go to office hours, you ask questions, do the assignments, you're having a back and forth conversation with not just your professor, but your classmates and whatnot. You just learn a lot better than if you stayed in your dorms and read a textbook on your own. Right? Yeah. I think yeah. also like when we read a textbook, like a lot of times, like we don't know what we don't know. Mm -hmm. especially when we're not like a subject matter expert yet and so the the, the trap is like when we're reading it, it all seems to make sense and mm -hmm. then just like keep going and then you don't like really pause to think about like oh what about this what about that um because you're not capable of that like you're not gonna it's in your whatever you're missing is you're missing it for a reason if you're in your blinds mm -hmm. i think like what we try to do at wall street mastermind actually is Kind of like recreating that school environment. I mean, so I just saw someone in Slack channel. I was like, giving a, a a new person just joined today and asked people like, oh, when should I finish this stuff by? And then someone gave an example. Was like, my advice to you is to really treat this like another class you're taking in school. And I think yeah. that, that's like really what it is, because like you're not just trying to learn this stuff on your own. You're also getting to see all the questions that your peers are asking whether it's through office hours or through our Slack channels and whatever. And it's like a lot of times mm -hmm. our students tell us like, sometimes I don't even know what questions to ask, but seeing the questions that other people ask is really helpful because when I see other people's questions, I realize I have the same questions, but if they didn't ask that, then I wouldn't know to ask that question because I didn't know I had that question. Yeah. Right? And so I think like that environment is really important. When you go to a school like Dartmouth and I think you guys are more like liberal arts and science mm -hmm. program you're not like immersed in that on a daily basis right yeah and so like having this Wall Street Mastermind community kind of like I guess replaces mm -hmm. exactly school um so that makes a lot of sense um the so you talked about the technical prep and then like what about like on the behavioral side? Like, what did you think about the the, I guess the trainings or the feedback that you see that you received on the behavioral part of the interview? Like, was that helpful at all? Or 
Yeah, for sure. I think, um, like, I I never actually wrote out my stories last year. I just had, like, bullet points. Um, and that definitely made a lot of the stories more verbatim than they should have been. Um, and so I, like, when I was recruiting, the advice I got from upperclassmen is just write out, like, your Y banking, your um, your elevator pitch and like the rest you can just use out use um, bullet points but I think maybe that was that was useful and helpful for them but for me like I often just go off rail and talk about like more detailed things that I don't really need to include in the story um, oh. and so I think just working with the coaches definitely helped me reduce the stories to like a bare bone structures and I have like I have more experience to talk about if they ask about more, but like, this is like the short version and um, yeah, like people don't definitely don't have like five minutes for me to talk about one story and like rambling on during an interview. Yeah. So you felt like your stories, your answers in general became a lot more uh, concise and organized, mm -hmm. just coherent. Sounds like. Yeah. Okay. Understood. That makes sense. So when did you like start actively recruiting for full-time then? Because that probably didn't start until we're closer to the summer or halfway through your summer, I'm guessing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I think you guys definitely helped me a lot with that as well. Um, I remember like you sending me a module on, on full-time recruiting and um, just like around week four, five, six, um, you guys also helped me a lot in terms of like what type of connections to reach out and like like warm connections versus just cold calling new people. Right. Um, and I think I started doing like networking calls around um, like week four or five of my summer internship and then um, really like started networking and like sending emails to people at the lot like during the last week when like I'm pretty sure I had an offer. And um, I think the process itself is a lot more like unclear compared to um, like summer internship recruiting because there was a lot of times like I have like really solid connections and their groups are just not looking for new people or um, with like a few other, a few banks, um, they had a lot of internal movements. And because I was in, sponsors so like I was really interested in lateraling to like potentially another sponsors were less than group and those groups usually are pretty competitive even within the firm so a lot of times when um they had an opening like an immediately like another summer intern from another group would swoop in and so that was a lot that was really tricky just to figure out um exactly what was opening and like who was looking to hire and so but I think like overall, um, I think your guys' advice definitely helped me just navigate the networking process and not seem like super annoying um, yeah. to a lot of the bankers. And I think it, it like regardless of whether they their group ended up giving me an interview, I think it was really helpful to just have those connections because of like the networking process. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> the question that people always have for this is like, you know, you're still at your internship, but then you're having to also like know these other firms. Mm -hmm. Is that like kind of tricky for you because you have to like 
I don't know, find time to step out during work to take these calls and you don't want people to see you and like, or did you, I guess maybe it was different for you guys this summer because were you able to work remotely from home or and that, that might have made it? Mm, no, so I try to, we, we do Fridays at home. So I try to schedule as many calls on like Fridays as possible, but um, sometimes it just doesn't work out that way. And I, like, I think people don't really get suspicious if I step out for 30 minutes or so. And um, yeah. like during like the busier weeks when I pretty much have to be working all the time, I definitely would not schedule the calls because um, I would just get spammed by my analysts. But I think there are definitely times um, when I was able to step out for a little bit. And nice. um, I think another thing was my firm like knew I was having lunch like with um sometimes like with my old bosses because my sophomore like my sophomore summer internships office was actually just two blocks away and I think like my analysts knew like I was meeting some of them for coffee during lunch um like a few days so it didn't get really suspicious yeah you don't mind if you're just meeting with your old coworkers or whatever yeah 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 I mean like that that's that's um that's always something tricky that uh, for for people who are maybe listening to this and wanting to recruit for full time themselves like it's just something that you have to manage mm -hmm. and yeah like, obviously you don't want to be that intern that's always MIA when your team's looking for you because you're taking networking calls and then because yeah. of that, you don't get a return offer which would make full time recruiting like ten times harder right? yeah. <laughs> now people are like wondering what's wrong with you as an intern maybe like your own firm you won't even hire you back then they have no reason to take a chance on you, right? But to start to do a good job, like during your internship first and foremost, but then also like squeeze out time to fit in the networking and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing you mentioned that I thought was really good point, just like, it can be tricky figuring out like, cause you're not even recruiting at the firm level anymore. It's not like, oh, I'm, it's mm -hmm. not like an internship. You're just like, I'm gonna recruit for Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley, JP Morgan, you're recruiting at the firm level. Now it's like within each of those firms, some groups have openings, some groups don't. And so yeah. it's almost like you have to treat each group as like its individual uh, re boutique firm, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And they're all like, like you, you can't just network with people in one group. You have to like almost network with people in all the different groups. Just figure out like who's actually hiring, right? Yeah. Yeah, so that's um that's something that I think like a lot of people don't think about sometimes when it comes to full-time recruiting, but it's good for them to know. So I guess at the end of the day, you go through this process, you learn the technicals, you improved your behaviorals, you knew how to network the right way. Um, what was like the, I guess like, what was the outcome at the end of the day, like for full-time recruiting for you? Like where are you headed? <clears throat> yeah, um, I'll be joining Credit Suisse next year at their Leverage Finance um, Origination and Restructuring Group. That's awesome. So you did end up getting the group that you were hoping to get into, which is like yes. your left fan. Did you yeah. have to like, did you have to like do something special to like make sure you got the group you wanted? Or was that just like happened by luck that you got matched up with them? Or like, how did that go down? Yeah, so I actually definitely got lucky with their recruiting process in terms of networking. Um, like Credit Suisse doesn't really recruit super heavily out of Dartmouth. So 
they like CS wasn't even like on my radar for mm -hmm. full-time recruiting because I didn't think I would have super solid connections. Um, but I think their full-time process was more like going through everyone's resume and um, just so happens I had two like pretty solid credit experiences before full-time recruiting and they the group just picked out my resume and one of the analysts um, got on like an informational call with me and just told me about the group what they do um, and asked like if I would be interested to go through the process and the process just happened afterwards um, like there was like two more interviews afterwards and um, yeah, I was basically able to just go through the process um, very luckily without like knowing a lot of people in the group. Got it. That's great. Um, it, it sounds like maybe your resume kind of speaks for itself uh, and just you have some really good experiences that make you a good fit for this role. So um, that's great. How like was the was the interview process? You, you went through, I guess, sounds like three interviews total. Would you say, how would you characterize those interviews? Like, would you say they were a bit harder than your summer interviews or easier? Or you were probably more prepared this time around, so maybe it felt different, but I don't know. Like, how, how would you say, like, like were the types of questions that they were asking, like, I don't know, different at all or more in depth or kind of the same? Yeah, I think they definitely spent more time on technicals than I expected um, because like when I was talking to the first year, um, before the interview process, he was telling me that he didn't really get a lot of technicals um, and I shouldn't be super worried, but I still like went through the technical prep and thankfully um, like the second interview was pretty much like pretty heavily technical and a lot of it was also focused on like credit, like capital st structure questions um, that's like more catered to Leffen and they definitely expected me to know because of my prior experiences. Um, and so that was super helpful. And I think you also sent me a few links um, to like life in technical preps. And, and that was really helpful because I think the modules and, and just like the question database were more general technical yeah. questions. Um, yeah. yeah, but otherwise, like, it was a lot of fit. I think they definitely see a lot of good candidates um, who had great experiences. But at the end of the day, I think they um, I also went through the process with um, their tech group actually and mm -hmm. like both interview processes were just like trying to see if I could be their friends it seemed like um, and especially like during the last round with um, the MD at Leffen the questions were just like completely off script and he was just like asking me about my family background about um, like why I went to boarding school, just like really personal questions. And um, like none of the questions that was like usually asked, like why why do you wanna be in this group? Like none of those were asked. Um, so yeah. I think it, at the end of the day, it was really like um, how I could like present myself to be um, like likable and just, able to work with um in front of in front of the group as in general and um i think that um for that i think wall street mastermind also helped a lot because i think during the whole behavioral pro like prep process um you guys really pinpointed like a few adjectives and like a few traits um that was kind of like 
um yeah like like the coaches really like pretty much summarized my stories and and really helped me like pinpoint how my personality fits into banking and that definitely helped um in the behavioral interview process because I like no matter if they want me to tell like the more standardized stories or just tell my personal life um it, it was pretty easy to to I guess like um pick out the stories or like the things that fit into those traits yeah that makes sense I mean honestly people are always surprised to hear this but we always tell people like you yes you need to know your technicals you have to check that box right like if you had failed that technical interview then it's probably not going to happen but more important than that though like typically a lot of times the behavioral interview is actually the more important one like you because I kind of yeah. kind of laughed when you said like oh it kind of felt like they were just seeing if I could be their friend like that's kind of what they're doing because and I sound like I think like that sounds oversimplifying because people are like oh yeah I can be people's friends like this big deal mm-hmm. but like no it's just like uh they're gonna be spending so much time with you in the office probably more time than they spend with their family yeah and you know if you just don't if you're not the type of person that they can see themselves doing that with or I don't know grabbing a drink with after work or uh, I mean some of my best friends uh right out of college were like the other analysts in my analyst classes because we spent so much time together and we'll go out together mm-hmm. on the weekend and, like the importance of that cannot be overstated you know like they really like a lot of times they're like oh what like you don't know how to do a DCF? Okay, whatever. You can learn that on the job, right? But like, yeah, you're a boring person. Uh, okay, like we can't really can't really do anything about that. So like, they're always gonna yeah. much for that first, right? Um, so that's great though. That's I mean, something you did well, um, and obviously you were able to get the offer, and that's huge, by the way. So congrats on that. I think they left Thank you pretty good. Um, I guess one last question for you uh do you have like any advice maybe one piece of, of advice for uh other students who are listening to this who maybe want to go through the full-time recruiting process um like was there anything that maybe someone else told you along the way that just really helped you tremendously anything like that um i think both you and my mom told me to not be stressed out like it, it's a very arbitrary process and oh. like there's not really anything like me being like really stressed and anxious about when people are going to call me back or um, like when I'm going to hear about openings is, is not additive to anything. Oh. And so I think because there's not a clear timeline, like the best thing I could do is just like review the modules when I knew like potentially an interview is coming up so I don't cram it in one day and um yeah I think that was that was the best piece of advice I think a lot of my friends going through full-time recruiting as well were like they definitely agree that it became a mental game at the end Mm -hmm. um and like I think just my mental state also reflected on like how I did on interviews and how I presented myself. And I think just like having a more relaxed attitude, like even though this is such a stressful process for everyone, for sure, um, is, yeah, is definitely like the best advice I I got from you guys. Yeah, I actually don't even remember, 
like my impression of you through our interactions, I've never got, I don't remember you as like the super stressed out girl, if you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But, but I, I think maybe you just hit it well and didn't really um, show, show it super often, but no, but I yeah, mean, I think, I think we had a call right after my, my summer internship ended. And I think that was like the peak of me being stressed because I knew everything was kicking off and, and I just didn't know what else to do. And you were like, you're doing everything right. Like, just, just wait. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, that's, um, you're right though. Like you, you, you have to make sure your headspace is in a good place first before you can mm -hmm. perform at peak levels. Right. And so a lot of people get like really frazzled, uh, throughout the recruiting process. It's just like, it's counterproductive and it's just actually yeah. you come across worse when you're having your networking conversations, making you come across worse in interviews. Um, and it doesn't really help anyone, you know? So easier said than done, but I think like, yeah. um, sometimes people just need a little bit of coaching around their mindset. Um, and then also just like, I think being more prepared definitely helps, right? Cause like the more mm -hmm. prepared you feel, the more confident you are, the mm -hmm. less stressed and the less frazzled you're going to be. Right. So yeah. it comes down to preparation. Um, that's great advice though. So thanks for sharing that. So, um, Look, guys, like if you're still listening to this, maybe you have plans of recruiting for full time on your own uh, or not like on your own, but like you have plans of recruiting for full time, either after your summer internship is over or because you didn't even get a summer internship in banking in the first place. Whatever the case might be, like if you want us to help you with the, with the similar um, process that we helped Louisa with, um, feel free to reach out to our team. Right? You can do that by going to www.wallstreetmashmind.com slash apply. Um, the streets abbreviated to ST, so wallstmashmind.com slash apply. And uh, we'll just talk to you, have, have like at least one initial conversation just to learn more about your situation. You can also learn more about us. We're going to ask each other questions just to like kind of figure out like, hey, what do you actually need help with? What are your goals? And like, can we actually help you accomplish the things that you want to accomplish? And like, if you, if we don't feel like we can, we'll actually be very honest and just tell you we can't. Because um, like, we're doing this new thing now. Like this wasn't a thing when you joined Louisa, but like, we now offer people the option of like getting a money back guarantee if they want to. And it's just mm -hmm. like, it's not in our best interest. It never has been. And we don't operate that way, but like now even more so than ever, it's not in our best interest to invite someone to our program. If we're not going to like be able to get them the results. Right. Yeah. So anyway, so like if you guys are interested um, in getting our help, feel free to reach out to us. But you know, if not, then it doesn't matter. Like hopefully this conversation has been helpful for you guys. Hopefully you like, got a couple nuggets along the way that'll help you with your own process. And uh, with that said, Luis, I just want to thank you for taking the time to talk to us. I was going to say on a Friday night, but you're in Asia right now. So I guess sorry. Yeah. But thank you for taking the time to talk to us on a weekend. Um, and, uh, you know, congratulations on the offer. It's a great offer. Um, can't wait thank to you. see, can't wait to see uh, what you accomplish uh, at Credit Suisse and, uh, I'm just glad that, you know, we are able to help another Dartmouth student um, get to a great Dartmouth is like one of our, our favorite schools at Walsh National. <laughs> like you said, there's so many Dartmouth students uh, in our program. And I think like every single Dartmouth student we've worked with, I want to say has um, gotten, gotten an offer. And it's just like, we love working with Dartmouth students. It's like, <laughs> makes our job so easy, you know? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. We love, uh, we love the pipeline. Yes. Um, so anyway, Guys, that'll be it for today. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll be back with more of these for you guys in the near future. And uh, we'll talk soon. All right.
Thanks for listening to this episode. Interested in discovering how you can get personalized one-on-one coaching from Wall Street Mastermind to help you beat out the massive amount of competition out there? Head on over to www.wallstreetmastermind.com slash apply. And the street is abbreviated to ST, so it's really wall, stmastermind.com slash apply. And our team looks forward to speaking with you.